All right, fam, we have a new partner that you can support, and you're going to love this one. They're called Zoom Care. The one great thing that we can all take away from this pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of your own home. Nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office or even going to the doctor for that matter. I know I sure don't, but we all need to take care of ourselves. So, what is video care? Video care is like a trip to Zoom Care just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor just like in a traditional office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with copay. Visit zoomcare.com to get started. That's Z O O M C A R E.com. There's nothing better than getting a diagnosis from your doc while sitting in your own living room. You can help them and us out a great deal today by checking out zoomcare.com for all the details you need. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because you'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines. And on this episode, we're talking about you. That's right, you person listening to this. Uh, hopefully we're talking about you because we wanted to hear from you about how all of you became Colorado Rockies fans in the first place and also for our own curiosity and because it's fun, how you ended up finding about us, how you ended up coming into our community. We got a lot of these responses on Twitter. If you're here with us on the live on Facebook or Periscope, be sure to share yours here. If you're listening later on in the podcast and you haven't had an opportunity yet, still send yours in to Drew at the DNVR.com or Patrick at the DNVR.com. Hit us up on social at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies, all that stuff. Subscribe and leave a comment on there, there at the DNVR.com. Because we want to hear your origin story. But first, Patrick, before we get into all that, because there's some great ones. Ian Desmond will not play for the Colorado Rockies in 2021. A lot of people out there got thoughts. I know you're one of them. You're people. You got thoughts. What are your thoughts? It's a good thing. It's a good thing for the Colorado Rockies. It's a good thing for Ian Desmond. It's a win-win situation. I think that everyone can be happy about uh, within reason. Within reason, it, it depends on how you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Rockies save some money, so that's another $8 million that maybe can be spread around or invested differently. It also is, you know, potentially, even if Ian Desmond's a guy coming off the bench, you know, Tapia gets hurt, that means even more playing time for Ian Desmond, you know. Starting against left-handed uh, starting pitchers, again, that's taking away at-bats from some young guys on this team, and now you don't have that worry. That's a positive. And for Ian Desmond, he gets to be with his family, which is really huge. And that's really positive. In fact, it's something that I didn't, I didn't necessarily know was possible. And all the reports that I had read about the health and safety protocols, I didn't see anything about there being an, another opt-out ability. I thought it was just over and done with. And essentially, Ian Desmond is walking away from his contract, so it's null and void, which is fine because he's in the final year uh, of a five-year contract. But in fact, there is a team option on his deal with a $2 million buyout, which of course will happen. And so because of this opt-out, he's, he doesn't necessarily have to play this year and he'll still get that $2 million. So that's a nice thing for him and his family. And, and he gets to continue to be you know, a father. He continues to, to be a, a leader in that community down in Sarasota. And he continues to really get a good jump start on what will be the rest of his life because Frankly, you don't get to be a professional athlete for very long. And that could be a reason that you say, hey, you should take this opportunity and do it. But again, your kid only is two years old once in his life and right. or four years old, whatever it may be. And he's valuing that. And uh, I think we, you know, we should applaud him to a degree. And uh, I think we certainly, more than anything else, we can understand why he would make that choice at 35 years old, even if he never gets to play another game in the majors ever again 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, it's funny to me how many people wanted to have negative feelings about this because, and really what it is just straight up is it's just leftover recycled negative feelings in general about Ian Desmond and about the Colorado Rockies. And to that extent, fair enough, fine. I, I understand where that attitude and, and those feelings are coming from, but it's like, that really doesn't have anything to do with this. At some point, you know, you stop being a ball player or just a ball player and, and you become a person. And actually, Ian Desmond has drawn that line very clearly for us here saying, you know, I'm I'm stepping out of that realm. And so for however angry you want to be at the Rockies for him, giving him a contract, you felt like he, he didn't deserve. I saw some people trying to make the claim that, you know, he showed up and didn't earn that contract. Some even trying to claim he didn't try hard enough, which that's silly, clearly absurd. Um, but look, man. Life's hard. Baseball's hard. Uh, There are very few people who truly do just quit on their team. And and that's the one thing I guess that I wanted to address. Like, how is this not, by definition, quitting on your team? And let me just say this to anybody out there who feels that way. Zero percent of Ian Desmond's teammates feel that way. Like he's quit on them. And that's all that really matters to him. So I'll I'll let him know that, you know, Ryan2458799 on Twitter is not so sure about Ian Desmond quitting on his teammates. But that's that's not what this is about. He's he's walking away from that money and that roster spot to take care of things that he feels like are more important. And the ironic thing, like for me, Patrick, I, I feel like if you wanted to be kind of like cynical and 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 yeah, Ian Desmond about it, your attitude would be, cool. Now the Rockies don't have to pay this guy. They don't have to keep him on the roster. Somebody else will get a spot, and I don't have to look at him anymore. Like, if that's your attitude, fine. I think it's a little, you know, a little rough, but but fair enough. It's like, yeah, how is this not a good thing for the team if, if you don't want him there, and, and we're all kind of on team, you know, play the young guys at this point. So, uh I think you just got to tip your cap at this point to Ian Desmond, the human being. Uh, and and I will, I'll make one more add-on here because Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post very, very kindly, you know, retweeted something I had to say on the matter, matter and said, yes, of course, Ian Desmond's issues were never efforts or any of that. Uh, but then he did also mention Desmond, like... <clears throat> being really mean to people in the media or something like that, or, or, or like hating on the media. And that may have been Saunders' experience, and that's fine, and and, and he's welcome to share that. I, I just want to say it was never mine, uh, never my experience. We had one really intense interaction that I think we've described on this podcast before, but I thought it was totally fair. Uh, so, yeah, everyone has their own experiences and, and dealings with individuals in this life. All of my experiences and dealings with Ian Desmond were nothing but positive. So we, we wish him the absolute best. And yeah, it's probably a good thing that Iraqis saved the money in the roster spot anyway. It's a win, win, win for everybody. If you're turning that into a negative, that's on you. To say that he didn't earn his, or he wasn't worthy of getting the contract in the first place is silly. Again, we, we have a system in, in place in in all professional sports with free agency that you have to do a lot of really good and big things in the early part of your career in order to be worth getting paid at the end of your career. Right. And anyone who thinks it should somehow be the opposite, you go, so you want to pay a guy before he's even done anything because you expect him to, like, you can't have it both ways. So it's really hard. And free agency is is the way it is. So he was a, a fantastic player. You can say what you will about maybe, the Rockies outbidding themselves and, and having to go the extra year and overpaying him, whatever. But, I mean, you look at what he did for six-plus seasons with the Nationals, one season as an all-star with the Rangers. He earned that contract. What's interesting is that all of the vitriol that he received in 2017 and 2018 is directly connected to this, this idea that Jeff Breidich gave him this contract that he shouldn't have got in the first place and yet, totally that's not, not his fault if he was paid like gerardo para he'd have been a fan favorite absolutely you go oh man i love how this guy is in the clubhouse all these things but yet i i guess there was this this frustration 
Well, actually, at the time, there wasn't frustration with Breidich. Because in 17, they go to the playoffs. 18, they go to the playoffs. And you go, well, Jeff Breidich. There, is, is there was, there was still quite a no, lot of frustration with Jeff Breidich. But, but nah. It's not what it is now. And you go, okay, now we can't. There's no benefit of the doubt at that point. Right. So some of that trickled down to Desmond, you know, quite unfairly. And, you know, as, as you said, the interactions that we had with him uh, were good. I, I showed up on the scene in 2018 towards the end of the season, too, at that. So a lot of the conversation was about the team going to the postseason. Matt Holiday, they just got someone. Right, people were feeling good at the end of 2018, yeah. I had never maybe experienced some of the things, like you said, with Saunders uh, would have experienced in in 17. Experienced some of this, uh, certainly, you know, not negativity, but, you know, Daniel Murphy might not have been the greatest of guy to deal with, but he never necessarily made my life hard. In fact, to me, one of one of my favorite yeah. moments, one of my favorite moments that I've had in baseball was catching a foul ball. Like people go to hundreds of games before they're finally able to do it, and I was lucky enough to do it in a press box at Coors Field. Wow, what a great day! This was fantastic. Well, because I, I, I don't think I've, I've mentioned this on the pod. Maybe I have. Am I from New Jersey? Yeah. Anyway, is that right? So, after the game, down in the clubhouse, and I jump in on, on a conversation with Chris Iannetta, and Ian Desmond comes into the clubhouse, and he he's, has intense eyes even when he's happy. And he was making a beeline for me, and I'm trying to think about what question, how I want to phrase it to Iannetta about that night's starter, and he's coming right at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? And when he gets to me, he just gives me a fist bump, and he says, nice catch. Somehow he saw me catch that ball yeah. up in the press box. And my one of my favorite baseball moments of all time. And that that's my memory of him. Again, right. not everybody has that. There's other t- interactions I had with him that were really cool and positive. So everyone, you know, has their own unique takeaways and whatnot. But Ian Desmond is is he's he's a human being to me more than he is a guy that to the best of his ability didn't live up to his contract. He tried. He did everything he could and then some and, and earned it more behind the scenes. He earned it in places where there aren't statistics to keep track of. But to me, I, I'll remember him as, as, a, as just a great human being. Yeah, I, I think I've told the story about the time he picked me up and drove me into to Dodger Stadium when I was standing outside sweating Maybe. like crazy. And I, I, I believe I've mentioned that. But yeah, you're right, Patrick. It's like I, I was just kind of thinking about this idea of him having earned the contract. You know, you know how he earned every cent that he made. He was able to walk away from it. You in your life, if you earn enough money, earn enough power, earn enough ability that at 35 years old you can say. I want to do this thing over here and not that thing over there, and that's what I'm going to do. You've earned that right. He earned that right by being a multiple-time all-star, getting to the highest. It's funny to me, the people who want to disparage. It's like, man, he reached the heights of his career, how good he is at his job compared to how good most of us are at our jobs. Like It's just it's mind-boggling, the, the extent to which we, we try to tear some of these people down when they can no longer do it. And it's just like, no, I'm glad you said what you did there about him having earned it because how can you walk away from it? You know, is it, Most of us haven't earned the ability to just walk completely out of our job and into some other you know, just unknown scenario. And he did by having worked hard enough and produced enough to this day in his life to do that. So, What's interesting is he's got this piece, too, about himself because before he signed with Colorado, the Washington Nationals in the final year uh, before he was to become a free agent, they mm-hmm. offered him something like seven years, $115 million, right? something like that. And he said, no, I'm going to bet on myself. I can make more. He did. He went out. He had a bad year. Had to sign a one-year deal with the Rangers. You know, Still got $70 million. Uh, which, again, he didn't see any of that last season, uh, any, any of that uh, prorated money. He's not going to see $8 million this year. So he went from making 115 to maybe something like 70 and then he's walking away from even some of that money. That he, He's got peace. He's at peace with those things because right. he's got his family, and, and he's going to have that family for twice as long as his playing career was. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Totally. 
yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him, and, and I'm, I'm glad in a way he doesn't have to deal with certain things that he may have to um, in, in this year's year's clubhouse. And, yeah, the last official drafted player. I was going to say, you wrote about that. Other than the fact that Tom Brady is still active. So technically, <laughs> Tom Brady has totally beaten it. Yeah, I, I talked with him in, in D.C. because he was a Nationals player and gave me some great time. And I, I was bummed that because earlier that day he had gone to a hospital and I'd wanted to go and experience that because I know you did something like that. And I, maybe you want to even share that story because these are the things that, again, we're supposed to write and talk about their on-field talents and abilities. And occasionally we get to talk about how good of people they are. Uh, but a lot of times, nobody really wants to hear about that, and they're they're doing things so many times where they don't they don't need to get pressed. They don't care. Tony Walters going, say, hey, I'm giving out tacos. If you're at this park right. at two o'clock, I'm going to come out. They're not doing it to you know to make more money later on or to get some kind of you know advertising contract as as the face of whatever. They're just good people. Right. Just hanging out. They like hanging out with the fans. Uh, I'll tell you what, don't ever mistake any of these ballplayers' distaste for the media as distaste for the fans, if they have it. A lot of these guys would very much like to cut us out as the middleman, and that's a lot more difficult to do than they oftentimes would recognize. But, Patrick, you got to tell the people about some Celsius, because I left my Breck brew downstairs and that is just absolutely unacceptable so i have to run and get my breck but why don't you tell the people where they can find some breck and have you and, and we gotta i mean celsius folks you gotta get some celsius out there so <laughs> i just, <laughs> but I, I feel i feel naked it's like i got i totally have it prepared and then i left it just out of view so Go i'll be breck. right back with my breck Go apologize to everyone <laughs> well, it's not even just celsius either right it's hard Celsius from Breckenridge Brewery. They've got five fit flavors. They've got the Jokic 15 pack, which you can't go wrong with. Apple pear, cherry, peach, berry, honeydew. Head to the Breck Beer locator to see where the closest 15 pack of Breck Seltzers is to you. Pick one up. We finally got one at the DNVR bar. It's fantastic. Hard Seltzers or hard Celsius, if you will. Regardless of what you want to call it, there's one thing that it is, and it's damn good. Damn good seltzers. So definitely check that out at the Breck Beer Locator, King Supers, Costco. They, they Most of these places have that. The Drizzly app, you can do it, uh, get beer from there. Don't also forget the farmhouse is open, so you can go down there in the southern part of Denver. Uh, they, they're socially uh. distant. You can do your pickups there, and you can crack open a cold one. What are you drinking Love today? It. Is that a hard seltzer? No, we got the hot peak IPA again. That's my go-to. That's my fave. Though I do love the Avalanche Amber when I'm watching hockey. That's sort of a special situation you got there. And Will, honeydew's at the top of well, no, honey I think peach. Melon. I like yeah, honey I, melon. I, money melon sounds uh, a gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honeydew over here. Your money melon. Shout out to Manny Lemons. There's nobody listening, unless Cormac is listening. Manny Lemons is going up the uh, the the power charts out here in the local scene. He's great. He Manny Lemons, and yes, he does come out to the ring with lemons and squirt lemon juice in his opponent's eyes. It's phenomenal. He's fantastic, actually. He's he's really good. No, no. Super hot girlfriend who cheats for him. The whole deal. It's great. They're there. And she's fantastic in the ring as well. So what's her name? Manny Lemons. I can't remember. If Katie, if Katie was here, she'd know. She'd slap me upside my head for not knowing. Tina Berry. Yeah. Right. And Will saying peach is not a melon. So it's fine. Whatever. I don't know the rules. What? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, if we, if we got these fruity flavored Celsius. Where does the tomato flavor come out? It's a fruit. Ew. What? No. You just hurt me a little bit. I do. I actually do know that. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, some people that might not. But, yeah. Hey, so while you're having your seltzers, why don't you head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app? 
Again, maybe after one or two seltzers, not after five or six, don't recommend that. But if you're mostly sober and you want to make a few extra bucks, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, UFC, whatever it is, KBO, everything and anything under the sun, you can bet on uh, probably rugby coming up here soon with the XOs going on. Right now, though, the big deal, they still got it going. If you didn't get in on it last week, but you thought, oh, that was the one I wanted to do, you can still turn $1 into 100 bucks right now if you bet on any basketball team to hit a three-pointer in a basketball game this week, and that happens, and it typically does happen. So I highly recommend you get in on this now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's right. Promo code DNVR gets new customers a shot at moving $1 into 100 bucks on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Well, my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is a midweek selection Champions League. The best of the best. Do you know what the Champions League is? La Champion. Do you know what the Champions I, League is? I do. I do. Yes. It's yes. I'm not sure I could confident. 100% accurately describe it, but isn't it great? Yeah. Cause it's basically like they get the best teams from like the premiership and Italia and uh, all the different leagues. Right. And then they, they, they come and play in it's, it's, it's an actual league. kind oh, of world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the champions league is some of the best competition in the world. It's so fantastic. It's so good. And, and yeah, so it's back again this week, midweek. And how often do you have an opportunity to pick a powerhouse like Real Madrid. Oh, How often great. do you put a dollar on Real Madrid and get back two? Because right now they're at plus oh. five against Atalanta. I'm sure Andre's going to be talking about them. They're an Italian team. Right. Even though it looks exactly like Atlanta. It's Atalanta. <laughs> it's Atalanta. Yes. And so the game is in Italy. Real Madrid is on the road. We know Cristiano Ronaldo is no longer with them. He hasn't been for a couple of seasons. But anytime you put on that kit, just like if, if you suit up for the Yankees, all of a sudden those pinstripes make you uh, a superhero. It gives you superpowers. The same is true for Real Madrid, which is why my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is Real Madrid plus 205 at Atalanta Champions League midweek. Make some money now before you even get to the weekend. Love it. Love it. Do you know where you watch Champions League? Soccer is that available in America? Yeah, I think I think it might be uh, the NBC internet. Sports, NBC, <laughs> okay. Yeah, NBC Sports <laughs> had the deal for a while. Yeah. Uh, I know Fox Soccer Channel has a lot. I think I think it might be NBC Sports now. Uh, it's been moving around. There's a couple of new yeah. deals coming up, but soccer is slowly taking over the planet. Get it now because not sure if you know, but we've got uh, World Cups coming up next summer. Actually, no, not next summer. Uh, Qatar, Qatar won it. Qatar won That's the right. And because it's so GD hot in Qatar, they moved it to November and December. Right. Because of Qatar and their great of, soccer yeah. history there right. and trillions of dollars. But, Having existed for 12 years. <laughs> but after that, Drew, do you know where the Olympics are going to be? Uh, not the Olympics. Do you know where the World Cup's going to be? After I, the don't. I don't. I don't. Right, Chia. It's coming to North America, Canada, yeah. U.S., Mexico is hosting. In Close enough. Years. All right. It's going to be huge. Denver, I believe, is one of We got to go. It's, Let's go. Soccer is going to have another. They have a good following already, but it's about to blow up again. So start putting in that work now. I love World Cup. World Cup's one of the best times of the year. So. Too bad Ireland that, never has a good team for us, Drew. Come on, man. Come on, Ireland. Get it together. Mexico is my second team. <laughs> I, I pull for Mexico, not against the U.S., but it, well, it's same. I, I love watching Mexico is a really, really, really fun team to watch. Uh, they're they're incredible. Um, so speaking of your team and fun teams to watch, maybe and and how do you choose who to root for? We asked today on Twitter, how did you become a Rockies fan? How did you hear about DNVR? And y'all came through with some pretty fantastic stuff. 
want to get into some of these, well, as many of these as we can get to. And like I said, if, if you haven't gotten yours yet, feel free to still email us. We can maybe do another one of these at the end of the week or, or next week. Uh, starting with Lulu here says, my dad and I became fans when they announced Denver was getting a team. He was a Cardinals fan. I was a Blue Jays fan. I was young and didn't know any better, <laughs> but it was close to a hometown team being from, uh, looks like Idaho. Uh, as I want to get uh, until I had moved to Texas, found DNVR through AJ Hayfley. So thanks for that, AJ. And uh, pretty cool that Lulu goes back to the OG times. And, and a lot of people have those stories of being fans of other teams before because, well, the Rockies didn't exist. But as soon as it was announced, boom, that's an OG. We got a few OGs in here, so we'll, we'll have to call out the OGs. Lulu, you an OG. Marvin Freeman, our buddy, former Colorado. Wasn't that Rockies. great? <laughs> he goes, oh, this is how. And it's like, Marv, we, we know what you're doing, dude. All right? It's, he has way too many gifts of himself uh, just available you know, back from the VHS days. Now, hold on a minute. Now, hold on. I, now, I was going to say, if, if, if you could throw a curveball like that, how many gifts of yourself would you have on your phone or, or your computer? Well, I can. It's just with a wiffle ball. No one cares. <laughs> That was fantastic. Yeah, everyone's getting in. Everyone's getting in on it. And you found the, the game that was from, right? So I did. Uh, I had to know the context. I, I thought it was one player. It was it, it was not. It was a different guy. And mm. found out there was a runner on first and second. Only one out. He goes and strikes out the next two guys to finish up his six innings in Pittsburgh. Boom. Nice job. Mark. Boom. Betsy's another OG says waited for years for Colorado to get a baseball team was so excited when it came I follow the Rockies and so following all of you commenters was natural we really appreciate that Betsy and that's one of the things I think is going to be so great about these we go through is remembering the wide swath of completely different kinds of Rockies fans and you know some people like our good friend Michaela, who might not exactly know who Bruce Springsteen is, it just our, our producer, tech boy Kale. Hope you're having fun in Hawaii, Kale. Um, they're not. They don't remember wanting the Colorado Rockies to become a team. They don't remember the anticipation or or the work it took to get it here. As far as their lives go, the Rockies just exist. Uh, and I do think that that separates. I do think there are some people that go back to those early days that go like. As, as angry and negative as you might get, uh, those are the people who are less inclined to say, ah, just move the team somewhere else or just sell it or just get rid of it. Those people are like, no, I remember those days, and that sucked. Yeah, the, the, the comparison is looking at, at 2020, looking at 2021. Are you going to be able to go to Coors Field? It's now. We're getting close to two years since some of you have seen a game at Coors Field. And if for whatever reason you didn't go in 2019, you never got around to it, now you're talking three years. Yeah. And then what if what if there's a conversation of, well, you know what, because it's too cold early in the season in Colorado and, uh, you know, maybe with the, the, the air condition and, and, and pollution that we've gotten from fires, you know what, for 2021, because of because of the environment, you know, the, the Rockies are going to play in, in another city. They're going to go up to Seattle in the Dome Stadium, share T-Mobile Park with the Mariners. But it's just going to be for a couple of years. Like, think about what that would do to you. So – it's kind of a it's it's a big deal. You're right. It's a big deal to look at, you know, having nothing to then having all this epicness. Even if right. it doesn't go the way you want. Even, <laughs> even when it crashes and burns, yeah. Yes, you go, well, hey, this is mine. This is my dumpster fire, damn yeah. it. <laughs> totally. Well, Dave, uh, we got There's a few of them in here. Yeah. Fan since uh, Dante Bichette senior rolled <laughs> Dante right. We're going to have to start saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fan fest at Mile High. How about that? Another OG, man. That's those are those are quite the memories. Since we're going on those OGs, yeah, and we we are we're going to have to start going Dante Bichette senior. Um Yeah. It's going to be interesting for me because I remember seeing Taz Tulowitzki in the Rockies clubhouse when he was barely able to stand swinging around a plastic bat. As dad was throwing him, you know, and I saw a picture of Taz the other day, and he's like in Little League now. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, like, yeah, he's here in high school. Yeah, he's to, uh, so, um, we got some years. 
So he's, what, he's uh, like, is he 12 now, maybe? Or a little younger? I don't need, I don't know. I, th- I think he's probably seven, something okay. like that, probably. But Chulewitzki in the Little League World Series. We'll Check out this picture from our friends down at the damn grill. Uh, it's in southern oh, Colorado. I've been out there. Uh, again, some OGs. Big deal getting a team in your city when you're a teenager. There's me and my brothers out in front of Coors Field while it was being built. That is, still just yes. hard to fathom. Like, again, I, I knew about the whole Rockies' existence from my family that was out here. But, yeah, you're a kid, and you're like, oh, I get this minor league baseball, and, like, it's whatever, it's cool. But then you go, wait, what? The greatest baseball players in the world are now going to be coming to Colorado for half of the year from April to September? That's great. And you mean we're eligible for baseball in October? Well, son, son, hold on. You got to understand how this works. No. But they, they got into 95. But it's, yeah, it's, we are very lucky. You know what I mean? And again, we can still quibble and we can still complain and be frustrated at certain decisions that are made. But at the end of the day, man, any, you know, look on a, look on a calendar, look at the schedule and say, who's, who are the greatest players of the game? They're going to descend upon Coors Field at some point. If not this year, then one of the next years when that team comes through. And, and man, not everybody gets that. We're very lucky. Yeah. A few more OGs in here. Quite a few. I was honestly surprised by the number of people. I think the last time, a couple of years ago, when I did this exercise, there were a lot more. And we'll see some of these here in a second. That uh, The 2007 run for, for a younger generation is really what got them into it. Uh, but Mandy, another one, fans since the moment it was announced Colorado was getting a team, even voted for the name, and she recalls thinking that the Denver Diamonds sounded nice. It does, right? And attended the kickoff celebration at the old Kurrigan Hall. So again, for those of us of a certain age, we're all getting, like, the hair on my arms is standing up. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about the the nostalgic early 90s in in Colorado and and what a formative especially in Denver what a different formative time it was and to gather as a community literally like right it, there there was no there's no social media to gather where you close your eyes or you open up a, a computer you didn't even own a computer back then who are you right. kidding but you had to actually go in person to be a part of this thing and not just sit in a chair and Boom, look, let me look forward. There are all my people. No, you had to go and be a part of it. It, it was a different world. You know, we're, we're approaching 30 years now. Yeah. It is, it is 30 years since the announcement, even. So right, right. Amazing. It, absolutely. Um, mock draft season <laughs> says uh, Little League softball when the Rockies franchise began. So naturally wanted to support Colorado pro baseball. Favorite players were Galarraga, Bichette, and Castilla. And discovered DNVR during the NFL draft season. So thanks to our draft coverage for that. We appreciate that. Yeah, that was the one I was just looking at. Yeah, I I love that. And um, it's great that you stumble upon a a baseball podcast uh, when you're following the NFL draft. (laughs) We will we will all take that. Right. Yeah. Uh, A similar story with with our guy, Michael, who. uh, Great listener. I played Little League for eight years, and as a kid, I loved going to Rockies games with my family and watching my favorite players, trying to learn how to get better. We did not. But nevertheless, <laughs> you can. And that's, Same. Yeah, that's that's the story of, of all of us. Is you know, Once you start doing something actively like that, like playing in Little League, now the stakes are a little bit higher. Now you got to go and watch the best of the best do it. And again, to, we're talking about the greatest players in the game, in MLB, they, they do it right here in Colorado. You live up in Wyoming, shoot, you're lucky if you can even see some college ball players somewhere. And you're, at that point, you're not going down to, you know, the Sandlot to watch that. Right, right. Uh, I won't read his follow-up just because it's self-aggrandizing, but he said a very nice thing about my writing also. Uh. <laughs> Again, another one got in through AJ. And through AJ. Yeah, there were a few of those, yeah. He, he discovered your your writing and, and your voice and kind of made him you know fall back in love with with baseball again from when uh, 
he was a kid who couldn't hit a curveball at eight years old. By the way, what kids throwing curveballs in your league at eight years old? <laughs> right, right. What kind of ridiculous right leagues were you playing in, man? Something's uh, not right. You had a lot of kids in, in middle school having Tommy John surgery. Right. You know about that. <laughs> uh, I got another one of those from uh, Nicholas, somebody that I've met down at the DNVR bar. And those th- those comments always choke me up a little bit. It's It's one thing when I can help people when we can help people enjoy the game more or appreciate the game on a deeper level or we can, we can teach you something. But the handful, handful of people who've said, I reignited or, or helped reignite their passion or DNVR has helped reignite their passion for the game of baseball. Yeah. That's just like, there's no better comment in the world that, that we can get than that. Uh, so thank you, Nicholas and Michael. Um, yeah, these comments are amazing because, again, we're, we all come from, from just different varied backgrounds. And, and in some cases, we'll get to different parts of the United States or the world. Um, and, right. and yet, we're, we're all kind of linked by this thing. That's, that really is you know, the beauty of, of sport. It's, it's stranger than fiction at times, and it's, it's what we love. And we're, we're all gathered here for the Rockies. Right. Uh, Kyle the Baron of Pizza, which is just a phenomenal handle name on, that's who, <laughs> on Twitter. So. That's who has that tag. I, I tried to get it settled with my natural name. Uh, it says, became a fan day one. We got another OG. Was a kid that liked Zephyr's baseball, even if I wasn't aware of what was going on. So the Rockies were awesome, but moved away in 03, kind of fell off until the 2007 run. So you get a re-origin story, come back and discover DNVR on Twitter sometime after the changeover from BSN and Kyle Cops to not realizing that those two things were the same until recently. <laughs> I appreciate that. that. I guess that means theoretically we did our job of rebranding well. Yeah, yeah. old habits die hard. Same thing that Alex says. He's fan since day one. Family had season tickets. We were there at opening day at Mile High. Fans. Ever since he's in Massachusetts now, still following along, and you gotta love that. And that's old habits die hard. That's that's just the bottom line. And right. um, you guys are great fans. And yeah, we're that. That's what we love to hear those comments so much because, you know, typically we we, we get to meet you guys. You know, and not this last year, but you know, we <laughs> right. get to meet you at the milk market or yeah. um, in years past Blake Street Tavern. Now we've got our we've got our clubhouse. Now we've got the right. VR bar. To meet with you but if if we're not able to build that connection with you directly you're still able to reach out to us on, on twitter and, and instagram and youtube comments and, and listening to the podcast so um that that's one of the best kind of feedback i i think for me is to just know that we're we're helping people kind of still stay connected to where they're from like i i will occasionally listen to to talk radio and podcasts from from back east and it just makes me feel tethered and like I could close my eyes and I'm at the Jersey Shore again. And so for you guys to hear that in a way, you know, you can close your eyes and see the mountains when when you hear my squeaky voice or, or Drew's baritone <laughs> voice, that's that's a real honor. Wildly Innocent worked on the 1991-1992 Colorado Baseball Commission to help the area be awarded the franchise. We are swimming in OGs today. The, like, <laughs> you, yeah. you all came out. I love it, man. We've, we've known you're hardcore for a while. Of course, one of the biggest baseball fans we know. And, and it's amazing to think that someone who's been there from the very beginning like that uh, would find daily value in coming and hanging out with us here. Like, honestly, we're, we're honored that you spent so much time chilling with us. You brought, you helped bring the team here, man. We wouldn't be doing this if not for you, theoretically. So uh, the way it all comes back. He's uh, hardcore. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. Right. We're going to get that uh, 38 minutes on the butt. We're going to get that at the DNVR bar. If you can, like, prove to us in, in some way like that, we'll get a he's hardcore. He's, he's hardcore. hardcore. We're yeah. there hardcore. We'll get that chant going for you because you deserve that. We got a lot of hardcores in here right now. Right. Uh now I, now, I don't want to – now we're going to talk about – there's a couple a little bit later. It doesn't mean you're not all so hardcore. But uh, Jacob mentioning that started going to games with parents in the early 2000s. Fell in love with Helton and that group. 
And that was a bad baseball team. But Todd Helton and, and fell in love with the group, started following in the BSN days. We appreciate this. And, and this last comment, like he goes to your point of, you know, old habits dying hard. He says, just so you all know, I may be separated from Rockies fandom for now, but I will always appreciate you all. And we will always appreciate you, Jacob, and, and I hope you're listening or get a chance to listen to this one. And even if you don't, totally understand uh, anyone doing that. But like you said, it's people are still going to be taking in their, their podcasts here and there, checking in with the community part of it, even if they can't quite bring themselves to be the same level of Rockies fan they've been in the past. Sean C. talks about 96. That's still the OG era. Season ticket holder since then. Uh, but he's no longer a season ticket holder because of another OG who owns the team, uh, needing to sell the team and just not having an interest in being a fan right now. And we know, again, that's, that's your right. And uh, that can be the hard thing right now about, about the Rockies. And maybe it's good if you're from afar. Or our buddy yeah. Massachusetts, maybe it's good where you don't need to to be constantly reminded um we're gonna be trying to do that don't worry like we're gonna we've, we've talked about this off air and how we're gonna plan around the season depending on you know how painful it can be but there's there's still plenty of, of positive to focus on and the bullpen blows it blows a game you know four days in a row we're not gonna necessarily <laughs> be going into all those details because at a certain point what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, totally right. Uh, there's, there's gonna be other stuff to talk about. As anyone who became a fan during the early 2000s will probably recognize. So uh, that that's why it's so great to to get to know all of you so much here. One of our newer fans here, I think Weston, saying my first Rockies game was a junior high kid watched as Nolan Arenado, DJ LeMahieu battled the LA Dodgers, watched them light up the defensive side and put up a fight against the juggernaut from LA and I was hooked, have been hooked ever since, for better or for worse, mostly worse. Damn, <laughs> Weston really writing a, writing a story there, painting a, right? a great picture, man. And again, that that hooks you in. It's It's like David getting his season tickets in 96 right after they make the postseason in 95 and then you know i had to wait 11 years for the postseason uh you know weston he, he got his postseason a little bit sooner hopefully he won't have to wait 11 years and okay bottom line is this is your team and and if it takes that long it takes that long but it's still your team it's the rockies right uh our guy noah stat boy Rocks fan through my dad, raised in Colorado, found DNVR through the Broncos side as well. So again, you know, being a multi-sport fan pays off. Uh, where's uh, another, that guy, Kyle, became a Rockies fan when I went to see the Blake Street Bombers at Coors for the first time. Grew up a Cubs fan because of WGN. It was nice to go to root for a team in person. DNVR is my go-to. Found it in the old BSN days thanks to Ryan Koningsberg. Rather the than AJ, know. Yes. No, RK. Heard, heard of that, heard of him. Uh, yeah, a few others. Broncos sister Tiff and Dr. Nicholas Manning. Uh, big, big shouts to, to Dr. Nicholas Manning, by the way. Uh, absolutely fantastic person out there on Twitter. Much love to you, brother. I know it's been a, a rough one. Uh, the Rockies fan announcement from when we would get a team. Got to stay home during the first game at Shea in 93. Staying home to watch the opener, hung with the team ever since, uh, and says I got him attached to DNVR through the pods back in the BSN days. And, and Broncos sister Tiff agreed, said Rockies fans, when we were getting that team in 93, became a diehard ever since. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Nick. It's, I imagine something he had hoped to say back in 1993. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that I think baseball has lost a little bit, and maybe society as, as a whole, is these you know, moments where you can just stop and, and, and just take in a moment because of how historic it is or how it could be or its importance to your family. And obviously right. that, that game one in, in April of 93 at, at Shea was that moment for, for so many people in here listening. And it's like, yeah, you know what? We're, you know, we're trying to get those grades up and – we're trying to, you know, give you these, these good habits that you're going to carry into adulthood and, and teach you how to be responsible. But there's only one game one. 
for for all of time. And so that's a moment where you have to, to stop and, and smell the roses. And you know, we've again we've we've lost that in the postseason because now everything has to be, you know, later in the day in the afternoon to get eyes on it for television and, and advertising and whatnot. And you know, it would it would be nice to to have that to stop and say, hey, you know what, this is a big moment for this organization or you know, right. whoever it is and say, you know what, we're going to pull you out of school. We're going to go someplace and, and watch the game. Maybe it's at home, order some hors d'oeuvres, you know, get pickup at the farmhouse, whatever it is, wherever you're at and, and, and really make it that kind of, you know, appointment viewing. And, you know, I think we'll Rockets fans, you'll get that back again. But again, as a whole, there's always those big events. I think right now we live in a society where everything is this big moment. Everything is that whatever. And it, and it can be a little hard to, I think to step back from that and really see, you know, what, what the important things are. Uh, right. But, you know, we, we, we've got a, an important one on April 1st this year, Coors right. Field opening day against the Dodgers for the first time. And since, shoot, I don't know. Is it 13 right, or 13? It's, it's been yeah. a while. <clears throat> since they opened at home. A yeah. proper opening day. Because up to this point, it's really been home open. Right. They, they have the bunting and they have, you know, opening day you know on the field and stuff but there really is only that that one opening day it's opening day for Coors Field but now those two things are going to be the same and and so that's like one of those moments where you go you know what I'm going to pull my kid out of school and if I can get tickets I'm going to go and, and make an appointment viewing I love that yeah totally all right let's get to a few more of these uh yummy yummy I'm gonna guess yummy this is the first year I played T-ball. We went to a Rockies game as a team, and from that day I fell in love with Coors Field and the Rockies as a whole. I also used to be obsessed with cargo swing. I think a lot of us went through that phase uh, and discovered DNVR sometime in the last couple of years on Twitter. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I, I think we all went through a, a moment there where we just were obsessed with Carlos Gonzalez's swing. That's perfectly natural. <laughs> perfectly that, natural. That, that entire T-ball team is going, you know, if we get rid of these tees and you still have sliders, <laughs> you know. I might hit the ball a lot farther, Dad. No, uh, you don't. That's okay. You learn yeah. the game. Yeah, learn the game. Our guy Matt says, became a fan when the team played four, was a kid, was called the Rockies. Stayed a fan because of Todd Helton. I'm now questioning my decision. We'll likely sit this season out. But found DNVR from the old BSN days and have no idea how I found BSN. I love that. I love that as an origin story. It just it just came into your life and you've just been with us since, Matt. We appreciate you. Yeah, there's a generation of, of Rockies fans that are regretting that decision. But look, this is why children aren't allowed to drive cars. This is why they shouldn't be getting tattoos because you're nine years old and you get a permanent tattoo. You go back and you realize, like, oh, I probably shouldn't have gotten a Squidward on my lower back as a yeah. No, that's a poor choice. There's a reason why there's laws in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, right? Uh, a few we're, more kills. We're okay, uh, we're okay with we're, uh, picking baseball teams. Okay uh, that, that, that you could do, yeah. Less, slightly less scarring. <clears throat> slightly less. Kale says, I became a fan in 2017 when I went to the home opener against the Dodgers, really invested myself to understand the sport that year and the subtleties that go with it, having a hard time squaring my love with the club and the remaining people and the trade, though. So a lot of people in there with you, Kale, but a, a more relative newcomer, 2017. So welcome. Hopefully you can power through this being your first real downtime with the Rockies then because <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's a good time to get back into it to, to invest if if you're looking for that. Right. I mean, long term. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not a, not a necessarily a good idea if you want to win. But again, invest because because we're going to be here four five years from now when the team's getting really good. If not sooner than that, maybe it takes a little longer. We don't know. This is where we play the games. But we're going to be talking about the 2021 season. We're going to be talking about 2022 and all of those guys and go. You know, if they're really bad, you go, yeah, but do you remember Hampson and that, that, that 28 game hit streak, whatever it was, or when he stole bases in six consecutive days at Coors Field? I was there for that. I was a part of that. You're going to miss out on that. And we understand it. It's fair if you do, but there's also a lot to be gained. All of those great memories that everyone's talking about now, there are, there are ones that can be had this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, 
saying I'm a Rockies fan because I was raised in Denver. It's in my DNA, even though I was 28 and living in California when the Rockies were born in 93. Before the internet, I love this, I listened to games by calling KOA radio and listening on hold. True story, I'm an idiot, he says. No, that's phenomenal, Kevin. Call and he discovered life. us on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that, that's really, really cool. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, okay, Josh, who likes comics, says right there, Josh likes comics. Grew up in Georgia, enjoyed uh, baseball, big fan of the Braves, moved to Colorado in 06, 07. That run made me passionate about baseball. Fall in love with the Rockies as my team. Rockies made me love baseball, uh, starting to following in the offseason, and then Twitter led me here. So, hey, there you go. Twitter. Twitter led me to the dumpster fire. And okay. There's smoke coming up over there. Let me go explore it. He's the kind of guy that when people are running away from something, he's running towards it. And I respect that. Mm. I respect that ability to run into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sideline crowd, which... Uh, describes themselves as a hopelessly optimistic member of Rocky's Twitter community, sharing thoughts and gifts about baseball as a whole. Check them out on Twitter, the sideline crowd. Uh, said, I grew up a fan because my dad and the old, and oldest brother uh, were being Rocks fans, but really truly cemented it in 2007. Uh, it hit when I was in the sixth grade. That's a perfect time for your team to go to the World Series. Uh, Rocktober gave me a sports high I'm still chasing. Randomly found DNVR as a part of Rocky's Twitter when I made sideline crowd. Well, we appreciate it, uh, and that's that's really cool. That's very cool. Love that. Chasing that high. I mean, that's that's a common thing I, I think for just fans of of any team, which is again what makes following sports so incredibly beautiful. And you know, if if Major League Baseball happens to move the schedule back. And it, it starts to like they were talking about doing that for this season. I don't know if it was going to be permanent or not, but a Rock Vember does not have a good ring to it. Right, right, it does totally. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I love Nighthawk's answer. Remember the two questions: How did you become a Rockies fan, and how did you find out about DNVR? Kristen, I'm sorry, I don't know if I want to hear this one. <laughs> no, this is great. She just said, "I moved here." Twitter. <laughs> Full sentences, please. <laughs> just no need to elaborate. She just we'll comes in. With... She's probably writing so many dissertations. She's like, I'm not going to rephrase. She's busy. With the question as the first part. No, it's just, I moved here. Twitter. Uh, moved Thank here. You. Twitter. Brevity. Brevity. Uh, she's going to make for a great coach. That's so fantastic. Uh, Tater, I love this answer, too. It says, it's like Star Wars. I don't remember the first time I watched. I've just been a fan for as long as I can remember. I discovered DNVR because you guys followed me and piqued my interest, and I'm so glad you did. We're glad we did, too. That's you know something we'd done there for a little while, and in the, especially in the early days when we weren't quite sure how to build and start this community. One of the things was just to say hello to people on social media, reach out, follow you answer your questions, ask you our questions and, and engage in it that way. And it's amazing how many people have become a part of our community just through that. Just uh, there's a lot of negative that can be said, I think, about social media and rightfully so. But the ability for people to just say, hello, we have similar interests. Let's be friends now. And now we are is pretty cool. It's like chat rooms in the 90s, but a lot safer. <laughs> and Drew. ASL. Yeah, you, you you have to to love the idea that for some people, this, that Star Wars and the Rockies are one and the same. They've same basic thing. Always yeah. been there. Right. They've always been. Right. There. Right. And it always will be. In so I, many ways. Yeah. Totally. Um, another one from Ricardo saying, "Born and raised in Denver, so that's my team for better or worse, I guess." Uh, and now a lot of people OGs for the Rockies and a lot of OG like BSN days, but he discovered DNVR did Ricardo by following Brandon Spano when he used to listen to him on Mile High Sports Radio. He says a few years back, but Ricardo. 
we're that's we're, we're talking seven years ago at, at this it's, it's been a little while but yeah that's that's great that's an og brandon spano fan right there that's cool the only the only way you can get more og is if you're like oh yeah he had a little radio show i would download it on limewire and listen to it at home like, Whoa, right. That's a deep cut. It's like Konigsberg might have maybe still have been in high school when Brandon Spano was doing his radio show, at least in college. I, I, I feel comfortable saying that. So that that's great. Um, uh, let's see. OK, these ones are ones that I've read. Derek, um, who has at times I'm actually not sure where Derek is at this particular moment. He's worked out at Coors Field before. One of my favorite people that. Uh, I've gotten to randomly meet in this wild world of doing it. He just says, I had two grandparents, and they had mile-high season tickets. Simple as that. Derek, another OG. Great-grandparents. Great-grandparents. A few others with uh, other teams before. Derek, a different Derek, (laughs) says, grew up watching Cards and A's because they were always on TV. Used to go to Zephyr's games at Mile High. Yeah. Uh, and then we got what I thought was a major league team. I know. <laughs> uh, found DNVR on Twitter, so uh, another one where we we appreciate it. Alex fan since day one. Families had season tickets. They were there for opening day at Mile High. Have been fans ever since. Uh, so just, uh, I'm, I'm really shocked by the number of OGs, man. There's a lot of people Very out true, here. true, yeah. I'm sure you all know who Bruce Springsteen is. <laughs> You're an OG. <laughs> you, and do the math. And you go, right. Oh, okay. You would have been old enough. You got right. Time. You may remember that. I don't know what happened here with Matt. He says I became a Rockies fan growing up in Boulder in the '90s. It's okay. No, pr- no problem so far. But I'm a Nebraska Husker fan. Uh, what, hmm. what happened there, Matt? You're lucky this isn't a Ryan Konigsberg show. This is the most I think we've talked about RK on this show in a while. He's getting a lot of airtime today, but you would hurt our guy, RK. You grew up in Boulder, but cheered for the Huskers. We're going to need some further explanation here. It could just be that if you lived in the northern part of, if you lived north of Baseline, that would have been previously the Nebraska Territory. Do you know this, Drew? So before Colorado was a state, it was so it was made up of oh sure you're right four different yeah. territories right? right Nebraska Kansas Utah and New Mexico territories and uh, baseline it's one of the reasons why it's called that it sits on the 40th parallel and so where if you're staying in the middle of baseline and you're looking north before Colorado was its own territory that would have been the Nebraska territory and if you were south of that that would have been the Kansas territory so you can actually take a globe and draw a straight line on that, that line that separates Nebraska and Kansas, extend it all the way out to the Rocky Mountains, and go, that's baseline. You could actually figure out where baseline is in Boulder on a globe. That's, that's pretty cool. That's I pretty cool. So. I think so. Uh, well, if you happen to live in Boulder like me, but are thinking maybe you would like to live somewhere else like me, <laughs> you might want to contact Mike and Virginia Chevalier. Whether you're looking to refinance your home, your current mortgage, buy a new home, uh, looking into those loan rates, you just want to know about the market. I know some of you would rather go through a root canal or root for the Dodgers than do that all by yourself, but you don't have to. Mike and Virginia can make it legitimately not just smooth and, and easier than it would be anywhere else, but legitimately fun to buy a house or to refinance. They can make it an engaging and enjoyable process and they're huge sports fans, so they can talk to you as you're going through all this stuff about the latest in Colorado sports right along with everything else going on. So make sure you contact them. They, again, remember Chevalier means protector of the realm. The French Knights, they will protect your realm. They will protect your home, the things that are most important to you. And they'll hook you up with the possibility to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you go to dnvrmortgage.com. But more importantly, you'll get a free consultation. So visit them there at dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or Mike at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. And like true knights, they will, of course, help you with your fencing. 
Uh, fantastic. All right, I want to read a couple more of these before we get out of here. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna again guess at the name Yannick. Uh, I hope I'm close on that. This is this is fantastic, Patrick. I was scrolling for cool baseball wallpapers on all team Instagram account <laughs> Instagram accounts. At the last one, I noticed one team being my favorite color and a cool stadium. I dug deeper and deeper and found Nolan Arenado staying up for 4 a.m. games to watch a loss anyway on a cool summer night. <laughs> and he said, and I don't know how, but one day I was followed by this account and Patrick. So I hopped on and followed back. And now I listen to all the podcasts and streams. Yannick, you're a hero. You're not that all heroes wear capes. I, I remember an old pitcher. I think it was the, the Japanese um I'm blanking on his name now. Who's you thinking of? He's a uh, Japanese pitcher who the Colorado Rockies acquired as a minor leaguer who had a lot of potential and it never quite panned out. So he never made it to the majors then? He did, but not. Masato Yoshi? No, that doesn't sound quite right. Um, Let's. I mean, I mean, Jay So no, never did. Sao, Chin Hu Sao. I think he was Sao. It's Korean. He's Taiwanese, I believe. Okay. Maybe that's where I was throwing it off. I'm getting the wrong nationality, but yeah, that's that's the kind of thing. I remember Sao. Su Sun Woo Kim. I don't think that was it. Will I actually? I think it was Sao. I think it was Sao, and Byung-Hyun Kim came here as well. But, I, I, again, I'm clearly not remembering this story 100% clearly. But I remember him saying something like he really wanted to become a Colorado Rocky because of the color purple. Because it was his favorite purple, and it was the only team that had it. So this story from Yannick about, like, I'm scrolling through Instagram. It's just like, there's no wrong reason to, to become a fan of a team. I mean, the wrong reason if that's how you're if you're in free agency and that's <laughs> that's how you're doing it. Uh, then maybe not oh, so much. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, Sydney just said I'm from Utah. The Rockies are the closest team to me, so I went to Denver to hit up a game in 2010, and the rest is history. Discovered DNVR on Twitter. Uh, there you go. You well, just how drive are you down. Be take it. Wallpaper. How'd you get into the Rockies? <laughs> Wallpaper. <laughs> just searching for random wallpapers. I did. I did. I did what? No. Yeah. I know. I, I don't know if we're going to be able to top that one. There was one other. One. Oh yeah, the Colorado Rockies UK account um, found us after watching a 2012 Monday Night Football game. <laughs> Got into the Rockies after that, and, and then and then yeah, to the BSN through through DNVR Broncos or at the time BSN Broncos. But yeah, that's. That's phenomenal. Um, and then Matt saying, Colorado native, Rockies fan fandom, a 30-year timeline. 7591, married the Rockies, 12921, divorced. Lifelong baseball fan. Love affair began at the Rockies expansion approval and became inaugural season ticket holder. Still a lifetime baseball guy, coach, fan, separated at Arenado trade. To be determined upon sale. How about that? That's, How about uh, that? Well, we might yeah. to, that's an interesting topic. We may have to uh, get to something like that, maybe. Uh, oh, so here's here uh, was how I knew Chin. Wait, wait. wait. I'm going to pronounce Chin, it correctly. Chin Wei Sao, right? Chin Wei Sao, yeah. Chin yeah. Wei Sao. Uh, last year when there was no baseball. He, he went 10 years without winning a baseball game. 10 years. 2005, he won one game with the Rockies. Then baby. Uh, was at the Dodgers a couple years later. Then went back and, and played over in Asia. Was suspended for gambling in Asia. <laughs> but somehow got an opportunity back in America in 2015 with the Dodgers. And he won another game. So he actually went 10 years between wins. Pretty unique. That's that's pretty amazing, yeah. And this one actually just came in, but from a longtime follower, so I want to read it from Gary G. Who says, "Moved here from back east." I love it. you know you know someone's a, a, an OG when they call it back east. Back east. Uh, 
from back east 26 years ago and was a Dodger fan of all things. So does that mean like a Brooklyn, like did you inherited it from like Brooklyn really? Dodger days? Because if you went from Maybe. Brooklyn Dodgers to Colorado Rockies fan, that's great. He says it didn't last long and now I'm a Dodgers hater. So fantastic. Most, yeah, most of uh, Dodgers and Giants fans out there eventually just became Mets fans since there was no national. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm not rooting for mm-hmm. the Yankees. All right, there's a new team. Although Chris Russo, Mad Dog, his dad, New York Giants, and then they moved to San Francisco. He goes, all right, fine. I'm in on San Francisco. And that's how. That's why Chris Russo from New York, that <laughs> accent, roots for the San right. Francisco Giants. Right. Well, there are quite a few others here that I, I was hoping to get to, but we couldn't quite. So maybe we will do a, a follow-up either later this week or maybe sometime next week before um, – they really get going into the, the full games and stuff. But I, I thought this would be fun to take stock of, you know, why we're all here in the first place uh, as we set out on another unusual and, and hopefully exciting adventure. But, Drew, do you uh, not know how we all got here? Okay, so <laughs> the stork flies in, right? <laughs> Although uh, nowadays, I guess it's not necessarily true. So look, there's this thing called – no. A young man and a young woman find themselves on an Instagram page looking for colors they like. Next thing you know, bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> I did that backwards. You can't do bada boom, bada bing. That's it's bada bing, bada boom. Unless you're back east. I'm gonna say, yeah, I just, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thank you all so much. If we missed yours and you really want to make sure that we saw it, send it again. Send us an email. Hit us up in the Discord chat. Subscribe to the DNVR.com. I know most of you are, but if you haven't yet, or maybe you need to renew that subscription. Season's coming up. There's going to be a lot more written content coming your way very soon as we're doing breakdowns of all the positions and the minor leagues and all this stuff. You're definitely going to want to make sure that you get uh, to reading recaps of the games once they start playing those, all that good stuff. Plus, of course, you get discounts on hats and shirts and masks. You get a bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar for watch parties, which, again, going to be kicking up here very soon for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, got some Nuggets and Avs ones going on right now. Lots of fun out there at the DNVR bar. We really do appreciate it. You all know where to hit us up on social media. Uh, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. And just keep sharing the vibes. We we really appreciate it from all of you. Uh, it's been a weird and very difficult offseason, I'm sure, for pretty much everybody involved. But we are going to approach the coming of baseball with a great deal of enthusiasm, as we know many of you will. And, and even if you don't, well, we know you're going to be coming along and hanging out with us anyway. So we appreciate that. Keep being absolutely awesome out there. I promise you, we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.